Hi, it is time for the Bloody Good Read Book Club. There's only one person I can bring on as my first guest on this podcast. You will know her from our, our other podcast, Franchise Players Podcast. She's been my longtime host and one of our reviews at Snake Bite in the past as well. Welcome to the podcast, Chloe Davies. Hello. This podcast is a kind of book review podcast where we pick a book each month and I'm joined by a special guest each time. We discuss the book in spoiler details, so there will be spoilers. So I do highly recommend you go out and see read this book. I've been pushing it for fucking months. Let's hope you have read it. Um, but the book we're doing this week is Deity by Matt Webb. Uh, I guess fucking fucking his name now. Wesolowski. There you go. Why can't I do that on his record? Uh, <laughs> let's start off. Because, you know, I, I've obviously done many, many podcasts with you in the past. But, you know, if the fans of Bloody Good Reads haven't really kind of met you before. So, tell us a little about uh, how you got into the horror genre. And uh, we'll start from there. Um, I only really got into it, like, maybe four or five years ago when I was about 20-ish. Um, because... Well, my friend sort of got me into it. I never really thought it'd be something that I'd like, even though I did sort of like some things when I was younger. I liked Buffy from a really young age. I used to watch The Fly a lot, and now <laughs> I watched it again recently. I was like, what the fuck? How was I allowed to watch that? Um, but <laughs> yeah, um, I never thought it would be something that I could handle. But once I got into it, I was surprised by how well I handle horror. Um, I started off with a lot of the slashes, and then I think the one that really got me into it was when my friend showed me the Evil Dead trilogy. And it still remains mm. like some of my favourite horror movies. So ever since, I've just been watching as much as I can um, and still really love it. Cool. I mean, do you have like a... I've never really asked you this question before, but do you have more of a university or like college kind of background in it or are you just coming into it as a fan? Yeah, so um, I sort of had watched a couple of horror films and then in my last year at uni, I saw that there was a horror module. So I decided to do that because I was starting to get into it and I thought it was really interesting. Um, and I really, really loved that. I loved my teacher and she was really, she specialised in a lot of Asian horror and things like that. And she also did like lectures on video games and things. It was really, really interesting and it really opened my eyes to a lot. And, um, it was really nice to do my own research and stuff. It was around the time that films were being adapted into TV shows like Psycho and things like that. So I did like a Mm. project on that and it was a really cool thing to do when it was just sort of emerging. So yeah, I really loved that. Don't know why I've never asked that question. I suppose I've never really had to interview you before. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's your reading kind of pattern? Would you a horror reader, or what kind of kind of books would you would would you normally go for? I don't know if I ever really. I don't think I read Goosebumps when I was younger. I do remember reading like, you know, the guy who wrote the Stormbreaker series. He did his own sort of Goosebumps mm-hmm. kind of thing, and I remember reading that when I was younger. I kind of went for a lot of fancy stuff. I really loved like a series of unfortunate events. So even though it's not horror, I'd say it's quite miserable in, oh, that, in that kind of sense. <laughs> so I guess I always kind of like the dark stuff like that. Um, yeah. I would always take that with Harry Potter. But yeah, as I've gotten older, I've I find it harder to read now. Like ever since I actually I used to do A level like English lit and stuff, and we did a lot of books I didn't like, and it just kind of put me off reading a bit. Um, but I'm sort of trying to get into it mm. more, and I I've sort of gone back into it with Stephen King mostly um and it has become my favorite well, like one of my favorite books so i'd say stephen king is kind of my main horror have you got to the mystic turtle yet <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i've read the, <laughs> i've read the whole thing i'm listening to the audiobook as well the audiobook is also great um and i love his short stories too so yeah 
And I've recently made you kind of sit and read The Girl Next Door as well, which I'm really sorry about. So. Yeah, you should be sorry. That was horrible. <laughs> oh god! I and similar themes to this book. It's such a bummer. <laughs> it is, it is, but it's so well written. Yeah. <laughs> and that is my introduction to horror fiction. So... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so again, so what we've got you on here to talk about today is Deity. Amazing book, a really good kind of starting book for this podcast, especially with your film, kind of love of horror films, and my love of horror films, because um, this is a very found footage kind of a movie. Uh, movie? Fuck. This is a very found footage kind of a book. So I know talking to Matt, I think the Matt, this, the Matt episode should have been out by now, but he's a huge found footage fan himself. So I think he's got a lot of experience for, for kind of that. Um, what was your kind of thoughts going into the book? What, what was your kind of expectations going in? I don't know. I didn't really have any. I hadn't, I hadn't heard of the series before, um, but I was actually really intrigued by this kind of six stories kind of concept. Like I, I really like that it's kind of split up in the way that it is. Um, I find it really hard to read like really long chapters and I quite like changing perspective a little bit when I read. Mm. Um, so I quite like that you can kind of go from one thing to another and another. Um, and it made it really, really easy for me to read because I like to break it up into those kind of chunks. Um, so yeah, I really like the way it's structured. What do you feel like the found footage style of it? Do you, do you think this kind of works well in a, in a story? Yeah, I thought it was really interesting. I think it would um, work really well as like an audio drama kind of thing or a podcast like I could I could picture it really well mm. um the way it uses kind of like interviews and well fake interviews and the podcast like the way it's written it's it's really interesting I don't think I've read anything like that before um the only kind of similar thing I can think of is like when books are written as letters like I think Frankenstein is and something like we need to talk about Kevin um mm. those it's kind of similar to that but with podcast podcast format you don't see an awful lot of it, and I've read it. You know me; I've read read enough horror to last me a lifetime. But um, no, I, I was really kind of drawn in by the idea of this. This was actually an abominable book club, but bloody awesome first kind of box book that I got. And I love how it kind of starts off. It starts off with a blog format. Did you go into this uh, really well structured and well kind of placed in history, kind of like a BBC chat show mm. and the more you go into it throughout the book because this is, this is this is the bit that kind of links in the stories and with the final reveal this is kind of what links it all into it I, I do like how you can read it and you can actually just picture it being on our bbc bbc channel yeah exactly and i really love um the way the kind of the interviews in between each section kind of build up this picture of the character in your head um and kind of plays with mm. your expectations you're like because you don't really know they talk about this celebrity and you don't really know anything about him, but it kind of builds up this picture in your head of him. Um, and then, of course, you have that final reveal as well, which is just awesome. Heartbreaking, but awesome. <laughs> yeah. But kind of, cause it kind of starts off with the Deprave blog when they're talking about the, the video footage they find. Very Blair Witchy, kind of mm. the two girls in the cave, which we find out later on in the book. One had eaten the other. <laughs> which is yeah which is never really explained as well which is really frustrating like were the animals or did, is it Santa do a crystal but they never really kind of mentioned that and I think personally it was like the elements but especially with the, what you find out was really happening but yeah it's a it's an interesting start to a book and 
how how did you find kind of like your your lead protagonist in a way the uh, the host of this podcast? Yeah, I like him. He's kind of um, and like he he says he's kind of an observer and he's like not supposed to be biased and he's kind of just open minded and I think it kind of leads you to being open minded as well. Like I went through a story like anything could happen, you know. I'm really interested to read the other books and see how his personality compares. Um, that'd be mm. cool. So we start off with with the with the cave scenes, but then the first person he interviews is going to be obviously somebody who is against him. So you got the uh, the hunters. I'm going to call them on this on this podcast. I'm going to put a trigger warning on here because this book does have some upsetting scenes, um, and there is going to be some upsetting kind of subject matter to this. Um, reading the first kind of the first guest on the podcast on this podcast, you kind of get a picture of very similar real life events, especially with a certain uh, pop star that we try not to mention the name of, um, a certain Mister Mister uh, King of Pop. But how, how did you find that? I mean, I find it quite uncomfortable kind of reading it. You kind of he wasn't really when when Matt was saying he wasn't really kind of aiming to make him like that he just kind of it, it all celebrities around that kind of era which kind of kind of spawned it in some newspaper articles and that kind of thing but um did you get that same similar kind of person in your mind when you kind of started reading it yeah i mean i kind of got an image of so many different people like i think that kind of charisma that kind of celebrity um gets away with so much and i think even with like the Me Too movement, you're seeing more and more of the, these people like being kind of revealed to be like that. Um, so mm. I think the King of Pop is probably the most obvious one, but I think Zach Crystal is supposed to be kind of anyone in that kind of position, mm. abusing their power. Um, and I think that's what's scary about him is that everyone wants to make excuses um, for this like person they idolize, but really. It's not so great, <laughs> you know. No, no, definitely not, definitely not. And then you got Ian Julius trying to kind of catch him out. He gets, and then you got all the blame on the sister, and he don't tend to. That, that obviously, um, it's the Crystal Twins. So originally, so the original story in this one is Crystal Twins are a young pop act, a little bit like Jackson Five, um, <laughs> who took this world by storm, but they went solo and he, Zach Crystal went off and had a massive kind of megastar rise to fame where his sister kind of went into, into the shadows a bit. And throughout the book, you get this kind of feeling that she has the reins on him. But you also get kind of his, his aid as well, which you find out is a bit, he, he was a bit of a creeping idiot as well. Oh, um, God. Yeah. That, that was the, the I, I, yeah, we'll go, we'll get to that kind of later on in the book. I, yeah. I'll, yeah, I'll, we'll bring him up. But, um, yeah, you do get a lot of kind of kind of blame put on her. And even with the Ian Julius's kind of scenes, he's kind of saying, well, she's stopped. She's the one who found him. It wasn't actually Zach Crystal came to the to the airport. It was it was her. Which find out it wasn't actually her. But I like how they, they split it in, into chapters of, because you had somebody who's like, yes, he definitely is... is uh, Trying to get these girls into his into this weird treehouse and in this big mansion in the middle of the woods and out of nowhere, and you have the one girl in the second part who nothing happens. She said nothing happened. I you know 
he 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 changed my life. He made made me happy. It's weird because then the further you go into the book, you do know that these things have happened, but maybe not to everybody. And it seems like it happens more. We'll discuss it later to to a certain member of the of the of the, uh, of the story of the family. How how did you kind of find the story progressing? Did you kind of feel it was going to be something supernatural in this one, or because a lot of it was kind of supernatural aimed? Yeah, I really. It would have been so easy for it to just be like, "Ooh, it's supernatural." Um, he wasn't really bad or anything. It was the the supernatural creature that made him do it. Um, I'm really glad I didn't go in that direction. I find that kind of insulting sometimes. Like, I think sometimes it works, but in this situation, I think I would have been a bit pissed off. Like, I I like I know it's really like annoying, but you know, humans are the real monsters. You know, so. Um, I it would have been so easy to write it off, <laughs> especially in this one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they are they are definitely the monsters in this one. Mm. Um, again, I've not really done we've not done done this, done this podcast yet before, so I'm not really sure if we should go for it like we do with franchise players and just kind of do the story in, in order. So let's just jump jump between the bits that we kind of the main talking points in the book. So when we get to the final, and again, there is spoilers. Do go and read the book, please, before you go listening to this. It's the reveal. That really kind of broke my heart. And I actually felt physically sick at the end of this book. So we get to find out about his his aide. It's a, oh, a crier, I believe his name is. Yeah, crier. Um, and how we find out how he got involved in them. Because he, he's, he's kind of in the centerpiece with the Crystal Twins and, and the sister. And it seems to have that quite weird connection. I always thought that maybe either him or Zach was her daughter's real father. Not the case. How did you feel, kind of getting near to the end of the book? Was it what? What was what was your thoughts of? Uh, do you think it was going to be something supernatural in the end, or do you think? Oh, actually, no. This is getting a little bit too. I don't know. I was. I really didn't know what to expect, and even though I was kind of going towards the side of I think he did it, I wasn't sure if we were going to get straight answers or if it would be a mixture of you know supernatural and also him as well. But I nothing like prepared me for what actually happened, and there was a great mm. little twist that was actually sort of planted in there earlier. But I didn't really think about it like twice, so I feel stupid for not predicting it. But yeah, um, I don't know. I say I was kind of. I think you can kind of see the the podcast host is like also even like in this unbiased position as he says he is. Um, he's starting to mm. go towards the side of this guy's a creep. Um, yeah. And that kind of also kind of convinces you as well that um, maybe it's true. Well, there was a little hint during the, the chat with the old rock star. I think it's Skegix. I can't pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> I should read this to the audio book and we'll find out how to pronounce it. Pronounce it. But cause in, in his book bit, he visits because he's the one who's been writing all of the, all the songs, and that's kind of kind of how you get the uh, the insight of actually no, he's not that cheap writing these mystical things. It's actually been written by a proper bona fide kind of rock star. <laughs> but then he's in backstage with him chatting to him, and then this young girl comes in, drapes herself herself all over Zach, and it is his actually his niece, and that was that that was kind of the trigger point for me, like. Oh yeah. Okay, that ain't good. So is that the is that the point that kind of made you think? Ah, yeah. I was like, mm. I don't think that's innocent at all. 
Like, he's going to try and make out that it is, but it's not. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) Yeah. And you kind of... I I was kind of hoping it would be something supernatural, because that made my my stomach drop, that scene. I was like, oh. Yeah. And I think that's when kind of her mum even... Her sister, I I think she even was blind to it as well, because... So she didn't really. She, she knew something was going on, but she didn't know that was going on. And we know that she went into the into that backstage area as well. And kind of knowing how the film, fuck it, knowing how the book ended, we'll go out there. The trigger warnings as well for that one is he did do it, and it ends up that she actually slits his throat and stabs him multiple times to kind of kill him in his bed because he's been doing it for months. And you kind of know it's getting to that point. And in the back of your head, you feel okay. Yeah, he is this kind of this this predator. He is doing these things, and you don't want it to be true. And I think that's how that's, that's a testament to his writing because throughout there, you're given several different options. It could be supernatural, and you like the fans in a way of thinking, I I don't want this to be true, so I'm hoping it's this way. And yeah, that that end scene broke my heart. I absolutely, I felt sick after that bit. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it is a testament to Matt's writing, and he set up a final act where, yeah, it, it is revealed, and he has the option in his own hand. The actual, you know, the host has the option in his own hand what to do. You know, does he stay biased or just give the information away to the police to actually prove that these girls who have come forward to say they have been assaulted by him? And it is true. So, very deep, very, very, very heavy scenes, but um, yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> so, is there any particular part of the book that you kind of really enjoyed? <laughs> after saying that? Ooh, I mean, I, I mean, the, the last act was just as awful as as it was to read it was just so well set up like mm-hmm. the reveal that Zach was dead the whole time and he actually had a double in for him on that interview um, and mm-hmm. that was like set up so well earlier and it's just I don't know it just all went so well like it I wasn't sure like I said if I was going to get answers so the fact that all this ended up happening was quite exciting um, yeah. yeah it was nice to get that kind of um, in a way it's kind of satisfying and you know you kind of know that he got what he deserved um, mm-hmm. in the end, and it's just kind of what like rounded off quite nicely. Yeah, he it was all wrapped up in in a neat bow in the end. I think mm-hmm. with and it, and again they, he, he drops hints throughout, and it's nice to see that the hints are there because he does hint at the body. At the, he has a body double. He mentioned that further on, earlier on in the book. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really twig until you go, go. Oh, I have been reading. Basically, somebody has been scripted to do this. In, in yeah, it was very, very, very well done. I wasn't kind of expecting it to be that part. I thought, yeah, okay, he did it, but I never expected it to be all covered up and that's the way it was. So no, I personally really, really enjoyed this book. I think. If you've never tried one of the Six Stories books, it's quite a good place to start. I know with the <laughs> rock star, he appears in an earlier book from what you were saying inside this one. It's like you already interviewed him before. So that'd be interesting to see kind of where his his backstory starts. 
but I know he's working on a new book. I want to read the new book. But, uh, <laughs> um, but what would you kind of rate this out of five? I'd give it like a four. I think it was pretty solid. Yeah, it was really solid. I, I, I yeah, I, I devoured it pretty quickly. Like it, I can take a while to read things, but this one I just kind of wanted to get through and just find out what happened. It was really good. It's a good school. It's a good school. And I would actually give this a, I give this a four and a half. I really like this book. It's one, the first one I've actually really sat down and finished for ages. And I really wanted to kind of know what was going to happen at the end. And the more you go in, it is, you know, it, it does drag you in. And I really, really like it. It's dark. <laughs> it is yeah. upsetting near the end. But no, it's definitely, definitely worth a read. I've been pushing this like bloody mad on the, on, on the, on media. So. Go and check this book out. And also listen to our episode of Matt. He'll explain a bit more about the series on there as well. So, cool. I'm going to throw this out. And uh, if you could choose a book to recommend, what book would you pick? Oh, that's a hard question. Um, I'd probably go with Pet Cemetery. <laughs> I know most people have probably read it. And it's actually not my favourite Stephen King book, but there's a point in the okay. middle where it just made me cry so much that I kind of love it. <laughs> it takes a while to build up, but then it hits. <laughs> well, I believe I believe it was that was picked by somebody else as oh, well. Oh, interesting. There you go. So that is our first book review done. Great. So that is our first bloody good book club book. Um, again, do check that out. That is our book of the month this month. Um, where can people find you on social media? Because obviously you've got your website as well. So where can people find you? Yes, I'm on Twitter at ChloeDav196. I'm also on Instagram now. Um, it's Chloe.Davis96. I'm on GroovyMovieReviews.wordpress.com. I'm on here. I'm also on um, Not Just For Kids podcast as well with Russell sometimes. So yeah, check that out. <laughs> And as always, you can catch me over on the main feed. You can catch me over on social medias as well, uh, Bloody Good Reads on Twitter and Bloody Good Reads on Instagram. Also catch us on the Slasher app. It's now here in the UK. It's a hor- Basically, it's horror Facebook. It's Facebook for horror fans. Do come and find me over there. Come throw me a, a like and a, and, a, and, a, uh, and join group chats and all that. It's been really fun. I've met some cool, cool new people over there, so do head over to Slasher app and join us on there. You can also catch us on Facebook as well at Bloody Good Reads Book Club. Uh, come over, talk to some of the authors on there. We've got lots of indie authors trying to kind of showcase their work on there and kind of let you know what's going on in their world as well. So, um, yeah, it's been amazing having you on here. Chloe, thank you for coming on for the first one. I have got Zobo with a shotgun coming on next, and we're doing Boy Parts by Liza Clark. It's an interesting one. A little bit more out of it out there than this one, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's our next book on the uh, Bloody Good Book Club. And if you haven't already, do check out our recent Bloody Good screens. You have got some amazing guests coming on. I've got Ben Brew from Batwoman coming on. I've got Lawrence Harvey coming on from the Human Centipede. So we have got some really good guests and have had some really good guests already. So uh, do check us on there. And as always, I have been your host, my Goddard, and I will see you next month.